return when he heard her voice. Dad? I heard you. What's not right? That you've been here two weeks? Your hip replacement was four months ago. Mike gaped at her for a moment, and then shook his head. That's ridiculous. I've only been here, well, maybe it's been sixteen, eighteen days, but... No. Your surgery was on April 16th. They moved you here from the hospital a week later. It's August 22nd now. Angela picked up the newspaper she'd brought him and held the front page before his eyes. See? Mike squinted at the date. August 22nd. Four months? But I... Why am I still here? His daughter answered slowly, cautiously. Dad, I think you're a little confused. Remembering the black thing that had perched on his chest, Mike cut her off. You have to get me out of here. That nurse, the one at night, she's killing people. Angela uttered a small, sharp laugh. You mean Maria? She's a nice lady and a hard worker. I get tired just watching her. She's not killing people. After that, Angela stayed for hours, or maybe minutes, chatting about her job and her husband, and how her own back was hurting, and the doctors said she had osteoporosis, but Mike didn't really listen. His mind was on other things. Like the battle he knew now that he'd have to wage alone. Maria came that night without the black. How are you, Mr. Carson? She leaned forward as she fluffed his pillow. Her face shifted, and for a second he saw his own mother. But then he remembered, Mom's gone, and this one. Where's your little friend? You mean Manny? He's a few rooms down, I think, helping Mr. Darakjian to the toilet. Mike gripped the railings and cursed his failing strength. Why am I so goddamn weak? I shouldn't be like this. Did you know I fought in World War II? Maria smiled. I did know that. You told me before. You even got a purple heart. You're a hero. He didn't remember telling her anything. Could she somehow read his thoughts? Did the black thing get into his mind? I took shrapnel in the back from a Jap grenade, but I survived that. I'm still in pretty good shape for sixty. The nurse leaned forward in condescension. I think you are a little older than that, Mr. Carson. Mike raised a hand to wave away her comment. But he froze. The arm before him wasn't his. This arm had skin that was brittle, like something cooked in a skillet. The skin was mottled, tiny white blotches interspersed with purpling bruises and lighter flesh. This can't be my arm. I tell you what, Mr. Carson, I'm going to leave a note for Dr. Singh to check your medication tomorrow. You're having a little more trouble than usual. As Mike watched, the blackness appeared, hovering over her head, descending until he saw her features through a dark curtain, transforming her face into a distorted mask. Did you know I was stationed in the Philippines? There was no answer. Mr. Darakjian was missing from breakfast. Where's Aram? 
Mike hadn't especially liked the small, fastidious, retired jeweler, but he appreciated the man's calm, quiet manner. Carmen, the young nurse's aide who couldn't have been more than twenty, cleared Mike's half-eaten food away. Oh, I'm afraid Mr. Darakjian had some kind of seizure last night, and they had to take him to the hospital. Mike almost told the girl that he didn't believe her, but then he wondered if she'd been lied to as well, if she really believed that Aram had simply suffered some sort of seizure. The day was pleasant and warm, and after breakfast, Carmen steered Mike's wheelchair out to the nursing home's central courtyard, where a few other residents were already parked. Mike didn't speak to any of them. He thought most of them were either delirious or didn't understand English. Whether they actually appreciated the sun's warmth or were put there so someone else could imagine they did, he couldn't say.